Buggies fans, welcome to the latest episode of the Buggies broadcast. My name is Johnny Dreary. I am alongside in the car, Mr. Lewis Cox, on the way back from Coventry, and we have got a hell of a lot to talk about this evening. We're recording it on the road. We've got a busy schedule this week. We've done it before, actually, um, and it went quite well. Uh, but Coxie, an eventful evening, <laughs> which we'll come on to. But a very good one for Albion. Three points. How are you, mate? Anyway, we've had a, we've had we've been through the ringer tonight, haven't we? Hello, Johnny. Boing boing. Um, yes, we are recording hands free. We may add for those yeah, uh, I'm driving. Cox, for, he's got the phone for those cool. legals. Um, yeah. Wow. What an evening. I mean, it's. I, I just looked actually as we as we press record. It's just gone midnight. So, what are we about an hour and fifteen minutes from mine? And you've got a bit further to go. A bit further. Yeah. Uh, north northwest, haven't you? So. Um, yeah, we're 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 chilling. We're on the road. We're we're toasting a well, a superb win. I think I, for me, I, I don't know what you what you think. I mean, I I still have Preston four nil up there as the best result. Certainly the best performance, but the best result of the season. Um, I think that's I don't know second maybe. That was a superb two nil win, wasn't it? Coventry's first home defeat of the season, by the way. Um, yeah, a, a lowly Coventry 20th in the champ, but very much better than that, weren't they? Some of the footy they played there tonight was, you know, at times they pulled Albion this way and that, didn't they? But yeah, Albion were much the better side in both boxes. And what a win, Johnny, what a win. What a win indeed. I think you summed it up quite well there, but we'll, uh, we've got a lot to we've talk We've got to about. stretch it out, though. So. Yeah, we've got to stretch it out, and we've got a lot to talk about. We can talk about... Uh, Coxie sat nav fails, which I know a few of you guys on social media have, uh, have been waiting for. Deary me. Um, we nearly had a, a near, well, I wouldn't say near death experience, but certainly a near crash experience outside the CBS Arena. A bit of our equipment has also failed this evening, but we've got there in the end. We've got the three points. So we're going to talk um, an awful lot. Am I in the right lane, Coxie? Just uh, I believe so, mate. Right yes, lane, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Either the two left. But although I wouldn't, yeah, you know, I wouldn't go by my word after. Uh, well, yeah, uh, that the nicely <laughs> brings us on to uh, to Martin Cox's journey today. So uh, we don't travel to every away game together, but the southern ones we do. So today uh, I picked uh, Lewis up in Telford, and we headed to CBS Arena. We were getting close. I was saying, oh, I find out, mate. Have you got it on the maps? Yeah, yeah. We'd navigated away. the storm, hadn't we? Yeah. The, the the West Mids kind of yes, the downpour, barrage of the downpour certainly. Um, and yes, we uh, we got near the CBS Arena. Cox says about about ten minutes to go. Anyway, we started sort of approaching a bit of a rural area, and I sort of turned to young Lewis to my left here and said, "Are you sure you've put the right address?" And he said, "Yes, I put Coventry City FC." Never in doubt. It's just up here on the left. I said it's not up here. Anyway, I couldn't see any big floodlights, could we? We then pulled in to the Coventry City training ground, <laughs> twelve miles away from the CBS. <laughs> Arena, oh. so uh, I was in a bit of a jovial mood. We had a good laugh. We were in plenty of time, and we sort of sauntered our way back to back to the towards the CBS. Sat nav coxie or what? Sat nav, yes, Jesus. indeed. Anyway, we hit a bit of traffic. Not to not to worry. We were getting there about 20, 25 past six. So we come up on that little four lane road outside. This get the story gets even worse outside the four lane road. And uh, sorry, Cox is just pointing out what lane to go, and he is redeeming himself now. <laughs> so on the trying other, to, on the trying old, to. on the old sat nav front. Um, and yes, we uh, we were in the sort of in the wrong lane, needed to shuffle over. 
Um, I was looking in my rear view mirror and then all of a sudden Coxie shouts, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> and some man had tried to uh, get into my lane, nearly crashed into me, didn't indicate either. And then so we, we had a bit of a bash. You gave him a, you gave him a friendly toot. Gave him a friendly toot, no gestures or anything, uh, nothing obscene. And then he proceeded on a busy road to stop and try and get out. I don't know if he was going to try and take me and Coxie. I've had a four-lane yeah. dual carriageway, yeah. you know, yeah. 40, fans 50 miles. Fans hour. will know the road we're talking about if they were at the game tonight. Anyway, I think he quickly realised what he was doing, got back in his car and, and drove off. Proceed, and, yeah. Well, proceeded to try and, you know, pull up alongside Side. us. Yeah. yeah. yeah a, a very angry Coventry man. Yes. There. And, and we yeah. couldn't quite work out for why uh, you know what what we'd done to be in the wrong but you know exactly. perhaps he might, might be listening I don't know he could, could email you Johnny well, uh, he might do he might do anyway <laughs> drop us an email johnny.drury maybe he was in the away end yeah, and well, maybe he just had enough of our nonsense potentially and yeah. it, it was more about the, the, the quality of our output than the quality of your driving maybe you know? we haven't we haven't heard from him anyway but if you do listen do uh, do get in touch anyway I, I sort of said to, to Cox here and a few others I thought you know bad things come in threes <laughs> and is it going to be the result? Anyway, it wasn't that. We uh, we had a bit of a YouTube, social media, Facebook problem. That was after the game. But before that, Albion won by two goals to nil. Now, Coxie... Oh, there was some football. That's good. There was some football, yes, yes. So we'll get on to the football now. But I, I, I hope you're having a bit of a chuckle over our uh, our travel problems. I, I, I've, I've, I've had... Um, um, although I did say, Coxie, you went from, hero, um, from zero to hero. However... A, uh, an Albion fan who's an avid listener to the podcast uh, is always following our stuff said well if Lewis hadn't sent you in the wrong direction you wouldn't have had your close shave outside <laughs> the ground so which is quite true but I will let you off you uh, you come to the rescue with the old zero to hero is yeah, fine yeah. I've, I've, I've had my um, just quickly while working at the paper I've had my my previous with um Location, sort of directional misdemeanors. So if this, you know, ho- hopefully this one doesn't spread to the sports desk. Um, oh, I oh, shall, it will. I shall never live it down. Oh, it but, will. Uh, yeah, I, I mean, who knew? You know, Cov's training ground was, you know, the other side of the city. Oh, yeah. they, they've moved recently, haven't they? From memory, I just, it was so funny for, for context. Us pulling in indicated into a total. It was also pitch a car black. behind us who yeah. we held up, and I thought for a second they were following us to the ground, <laughs> um, but that was, didn't seem to be no. the, the no uh, action at the case. training ground. I will add as well, Coxie went to Coventry's ground about five times when he was a Shrewsbury reporter. Oh yeah, been, times, I've been so. here so many times, and as someone incorrectly, sorry, so someone correctly pointed out on on Twitter, um, it's one of the most visible, accessible stadiums. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bigger, bigger stadiums in I don't know outside of the Premier League. What I don't know, a, a mile or two from the from the M6. Yeah. Huge, you know, floodlights in the dark. You can't miss it, business. Yeah, and and there's us back. getting back on the motorway yeah. um, to back up one junction north to find it. But uh, yeah, very embarrassing. But we made it. Yeah. We got got some food down us mercifully, um, and we saw a win. So when it was did, worth it in the end. So when indeed, I want to talk, Cox. You, you know, we're winging this. We haven't got a script in front of us tonight, but just about individual displays and players that have maybe not, not maybe come back from the, the brink um, of being sort of out of the fold. But you know, Alvin going through a bit of an injury crisis at the moment. But the guys that are standing up are players that, you know, maybe some sections of the support supporters or the fan base, rightly or wrongly, had written off. You talk about, you know. I've waxed lyrical about Alex Mowat in recent weeks. I think he's been superb. I thought he was really good again um, this evening um, or yesterday because it's now 10 past 12. Um, but Nathaniel Chalaber, another one, you know, after that Stoke game where he had the, 
you know the, the ding dong with the supporters and Chalaba looks like a player reborn unbelievable yeah. even you know Grady Dean Garner how many times have we said oh we hope this is Grady back now and the way he took that goal tonight was superb and you know that's what you know Carlos talked about resilience and character and it's resilience and character from players yeah. that have, have been written off and, and they've stood up in this injury crisis and you know they're grinding out results and grinding Kipra, out wins Kipra Kipra again yeah. in the context Kipra, of Bartley, his Albion career you know Bartley had that really good run at the start under Carlos couldn't get fit found himself out of the team but now he's back in the fold as well and you know it's guys that like we said written off but are, are very much dragging Albion along at the yeah no, no totally it, it almost feels like the best part of a whole team of that at the moment doesn't it I dare say squad as well um I mean, you could chuck, maybe not chuck him in this conversation, but you know, a, a word within that for Thomas Asante as well. Um, both he and Dean Garner have now scored in back-to-back games, which I, I, I was interested to see actually. For in, in Dean Garner's case, I said to you earlier, didn't I? I? Had a little look. First time he scored in back-to-back Albion games since 2020. Project restart. Um, wait, you know that, that that's a crazy stat, isn't it? I mean, I know he's had injury troubles, but. Um, that says a lot about him. Obviously, he's just you know just coming back from six months out too, isn't he, Dean Garner? And you know, goals aren't the main. You know, he's not centre forward, is he? So he's not, I suppose, meant to be prolific in terms of goals. But you know, back-to-back goals. And, and Thomas Asante, he is the striker. He is the one that has to be more prolific and score, score more. And 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 he was on a drought, wasn't he? I think it was the end of August to you know pretty much the end of October. He hadn't scored best part of two months. Uh, yes, been an international break in that, but yeah, several games, uh, six, seven, eight games without a goal. Spells where he'd come out the side when Albion ran right at Preston, he was left on the bench, wasn't he? Probably not, not great for his. I don't know. You would, you'd think for his confidence. Now, was it the um, was it the Plymouth home draw back after the break where he he started, but but was particularly unlike himself. Looked, looked yeah, poor, looked absolutely. lower confidence. Um, but as, as you know, has responded from that. Got the. Buried the penalty, didn't he? Uh, the Hawthorns last Tuesday, and um, and that, I mean, that finish. He, he's, he's finishing is often questioned, isn't it? When played through on goal, when given time to think about what he's going to do in terms of the ball in the net, and not off the cuff, not um, not done naturally. However, he had time tonight, and it, it was just in front of us, wasn't it? Wasn't it, Johnny? Where we are in the press box, and the way he opened his body up and caressed it Fantastic into the top corner. Uh, the, the, the finish was as good as the assist from Matt Phillips and by the way uh, a top top assist that, I mentioned him a player range that assist if that if Kevin De Bruyne had done that in yeah, the Premier League yeah, on Saturday yeah, yeah. you know Alan Shearer and Mika Richards on on, uh, on match of the day would be talking about that for about five minutes it yeah. was a superb piece of play yeah. granted he was offside but you know we'll come on to that but it was a fantastic a hair's breadth offside yeah. not, not the kind of yeah, not the ocean of offside that people were making it out to be. I mean, I know, you know, I know it was on Sky tonight, last night, and me and Coxie were pretending we were at the VAR headquarters in yeah, Stockton we were, Park. We were, I was sort of going in Coxie's ear, going, "Just, uh, just, just pause it there. Just run that back, Coxie." Yeah, yeah. You know, Previous we were, frame. We were a step away from drawing out the lines at one point. <laughs> we were Neville and Carragher, weren't we, with our big well, screen we were, and pens? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but it, it it was just off. But you know, let let's be fair on that swings and roundabouts. I think I'll be in a probably due a, a big. Was, you know, yeah. outcome of a decision like that weren't they we hear they're e- you know, they say they even themselves out we talk well, that's I, one. I had a lot of tweets from Coventry fans saying oh they got it wrong yeah they did get it wrong but there'll be some decisions across the course of the season for Coventry that won't be right it's yeah. just I've been have been due that let's, let's be fair and uh, yeah I, just on Matt Phillips quickly I'll get back to your wider point but Phillips is um, 
quality on the ball I think you know he's 32 now Phillips he's not going to be uh, a winger is going to beat anyone uh, beat everyone for pace time and again we know he's playing wing back at the moment I don't think he's ever been a winger that's totally relied on pace in his career I remember watching him in his Premier League days 10 years ago um, while he was quick he was no slouch his technique for me has always been the thing I remember him scoring from distance technique in striking a ball um, touch and skill he still possesses you know, he, he probably lost a bit of pace he, he did have now being other side of 30 but his quality in terms of our touch technique vision is still there and he can still bring that out yeah. and, and 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 that came to the fore with that touch turn around a defender and through ball it, it can make the difference in a game can't it it can be the cre- creator in a in a 1-0 or right, a 2-0 tonight and it's it's made the difference in that because at 1-0 it was nervy wasn't it Kov were probably having more of the chances um, even though for me Albion were much better when Thomas Asante came on about 52-53 minutes as that counter-attack option which obviously you know, paid off in the end with Phillips to, to Thomas Asante but Coventry I mean Hadji Wright wow three big chances certainly two yeah and Albion are lucky he was so wasteful and where Albion were clinical in their chances yeah, where Albion were clinical in both boxes by the way also keeping a clean sheet um, look look at Coventry look at the first goal that Dean Garner's you know, finished well from the rebound Ben Wilson the, the home keeper that's a, a horrible one isn't it a terrible drop from Chalaba's shot um, yes Grady's done really 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 well with the rebound and, and he drew praise from Corbram for that moment taking it around the keeper on the rebound Mark Robbins was pretty scathing of, of his keeper's error really to be honest he you know, just says it was poor poor mistake that shouldn't happen and um, yeah, it's costing Kov at the minute, isn't it? Down in 20th, but Albion won't care. Uh, Phillips, yeah, and your wider point about the players, Johnny. I mean, you're right to go through them all. And we could probably not not go through them all, but that feels like the theme at the moment for me. There are, it's such a small squad. I think everyone's being called upon. And several of those, a good half easy, have stories like that where they're coming back from tougher spells earlier in their Albion careers more tougher recent spells uh, tough injury spells and I said to someone I said to someone in the, in, the, in the media lounge actually the press room just before we left the CBS arena there it feels like this situation of a small squad of a patched up squad with loads of injuries is drawing everyone together is, is sort of uniting everyone and that backs against the wall sort of siege mentality of kind of you know us abandoned brothers almost or us against everyone else you know everything's going against us but it, we're growing momentum we're growing togetherness because of it and I, I can feel that at the moment and it was a big win wasn't it you said at the top of those celebrations we saw at the end I said to you at the end of the game didn't I felt like the first time I, I mean I don't know if it was half tongue in cheek but the, the away end was, was gleefully chanting about the Premier League tonight and uh, yeah I mean we're, we're only in well we're nearly in November um, <laughs> a lot of hard fixtures right around the corner Long way to but uh, yeah you, you know it, momentum and think something building I think and, and with what's still to come back into the side that's the promising bit isn't it there's a lot this is this is fight and scramble through while availability and personnel is at its lowest yeah. and if Alvin can continue to do that at the points rate they are then, then they're flying I think they are flying indeed let's, uh, let's hear a little bit from um the main man Don Carlos as I've seen Albion fans call him tonight Carlos Corbrand Coxie caught up with him a little while ago and this is what he had to say 
Yes, the, the result of course was excellent, especially knowing that Coventry is one team that they, they didn't lose so far. Before we play with them, they didn't lose at home. One team that for me is very competitive and one team that the position at the table doesn't show the level of game that they have and the, the competitiveness that they can put you in the game. And during the game, we can realize about how difficult it was to, to win here tonight. What was it about um, your team's performance tonight that really pleased you? Uh, I will tell you that there were two emotional aspects that I was talking with the player before the game that I knew that would be key today to can achieve something. The first one was resilience. The second one was personality. Resilience to defense and accept the difficulty as a part of the game and to never give up in front of the difficulty just to face, accept and show your best in front of this difficulty like I told you. And the second personality to play into attack and to move them for me to the part of the game where they can suffer more that is defending because they are for me excellent team in attack and you need to move them to defend to can hurt them. If you tell me which one I saw more, it's clear that we have to be more resilient tonight, and we were. There were moments that we need to, to attack more and to be more brave and to just don't play long, to try to play short and to try to change the, the feeling in some of the games because you only can do this when you have to, to attack, which you have done more times. But at the same time, I value all the effort and commitment with the team, with the players when we have to defend. You use those two words there, resilience and personality. It feels like in the bigger picture at the moment, with a small squad, with a lot of players missing with injury, the players that you have and the young players that are needed are having to show a lot of resilience to keep going, keep building momentum and points. This is one of the keys in the life. We never are going to leave things how we expect, the expectation, that's what I tell you, never exists. And you need to adapt, and in this adaptation you need to show the best of you in every single moment. In the good moments, and when the moment is challenging you. That's why I am very pleased to have the reward of the three points to the level of effort and commitment that the players have put tonight in the game. And always there are aspects to improve. In defending the first half, we need to defend much better. The pockets and the sides with the run of five. In attack, we need to attack more. In the second half, we improve in the counter-attacks and we improve in defense and still are things that we need to do better to grow as a team. There we go, Carlos Corberan. Corberan. Coxie, that stat we saw tonight. Um... Is it 68 points um, since Corbrand yes, arrived? No, it was only more. It was 70, 70. odd. It was, it only was... one team, Middlesbrough, have got more points since his appointment. Corbrand yeah. since his appointment. That is an unbelievable statistic. Um, and I want to couple that together with a tweet that I've seen, which I, it's a question actually we've got, and I'm going to be a bit premature with it. Name a player who hasn't improved under Carlos Corbrand. Who hasn't? No. Now, some per, some, someone made a point about Jed Wallace. Now, there is a case for that. Yeah, um, like we said, I think he's bang out of form. But let's just take Jed Wallace aside. The rest of them, it's a it's a pretty valid point, really. Yeah, um, yeah, that's tough. That that a player that hasn't improved. I, I mean, I'm, 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 I can't think of it off the top of my head. No, I'm going through them in my head. Um, I mean, I suppose someone who was in the side who's now come out of the side and has been for a, a little period is maybe Connor Townsend. I, I don't know. I mean, has would you say Darnell Furlong's improved under Corbrand? Possibly, yeah, case possibly voted. not. But 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 Furlong's probably improved since Pippa came in. I suppose that yeah. you know the the arrival of competition has improved Furlong. You would say Townsend's obviously lost his place to Matt Phillips, which is interesting in itself, isn't it? You know, you obviously got a winger there compared to a fullback. Um, 
put it out there, it's hard to say, you know, harsh to say he hasn't improved. Um, Bartley looks big and strong in the side again, doesn't he? And this clean sheet record, by the way, which I, I don't know if I've mentioned yet, six in seven, which is the very bedrock of this, has come while Bartley's been in the side. Six in seven and then seven in nine, I think. Is it yes, something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, whenever Shemi Ajayi plays uh, of late this season, I think I think he's, before he started to come out of the side, I think he was one of Albion's better performers in the early weeks, even though they were conceding goals. Um Malumbi's a little bit of a strange one at the moment, isn't he? Um, yeah, he's lost Malumbi. his place. He's lost his place, and he he hasn't started now since that that home stalemate against Millwall, and that was back towards the end of September, over a month now, uh, and plenty of games where Malumbi hasn't been selected. And look, you could lose. His form's been in and out this season, hasn't he? I, I thought Okai was good tonight, actually, um, but he has had games where he struggled he's come out of the side as Malumbi has but he seems to be one that gets turned back to and Okai goes straight sort of back in after a game out doesn't he really um, I mean Chalaba in the last I don't know month Carlos Corban said to us since Watford away actually was, was the tipping point for Chalaba was the turning point and it's hard to disagree with that Moet yeah, for Moet see Kipra in being yeah. away on loan, and uh, I, I suppose Mo, it's not the necessarily the automatic pit that Kipper is, uh, but like like you said, excellent tonight. Um, you can go through it all, couldn't you? I mean, Dean Garner to be to be confirmed, I, I suppose, to yeah. be to be seen because of the long term injury. Yeah. yeah, you're right though. Um, you can go through them all. Just on the furlong, improved players. Yeah, on the furlong piece you were mentioning. Um, obviously, we've been pushed along a bit by Pepper. We saw Pepper for the first time tonight. We almost yeah. saw Pepper score a goal on his debut. He yeah. was he was sort of. I think me, me and you had to double check if it was him coming in on the edge of the box and, and having a <laughs> yeah. strike, but. Didn't set the world on fire, but I thought he was. I thought he was good. I thought he gives you something else. He's very, you know, fires his tackles. You know, not scared of getting forward. You know, Carlos Corbran talked about his his attacking qualities, but I thought defensively as well, he didn't look out of place. Yeah, we we seemed to comment on him a couple of times in the first half, didn't we? Maybe it was because he was more over our side. Yeah. In that first half, but front-footed. We know he's an attack-minded fullback, wing-back. Different to Furlong in that way, but front-footed sort of seemed really energetic and sharp and charging into things where there's a different type of player to Furlong totally um, Pippa Corbran said since day one he's attack minded he's a better attacker than he is a defender which is slightly odd for a full well maybe slightly odd for a fullback I don't know perhaps it's it's right for wing backs but I, I actually asked him after the game you know how did you think Pippa got on and, and more so why why tonight you know for his, his full league debut He's had sort of little cameos, hasn't he? But Furlong's by and large done okay, I think, recently. Um, but but he did sort of just refer it to a tactical shout, really, in that look, we wanted a we wanted on that side someone who can be more front-footed and attack the the last line of of Coventry, whether that's in a weakness on Coventry's left, I'm not too sure. But yeah, he showed in that moment where he got onto the the edge of the box as basically Albion's highest player. What a difference he can make, and. It'll be interesting now, won't it? Going to it's Holland, Southampton next before the international break, and a, a crazily difficult run of fixtures coming up, isn't it? Which is is definitely going to show Albion's metal, isn't it? Definitely going to give us a dare I say more of a picture at the end of these six games coming up 
which is a ridiculous run of fixtures they've got against teams right up there with them. It's going to give us a picture of where I think Albion are this season more so. We're going to learn a lot after those games. Uh, it'll be interesting to see Pippa and others, you know, how, how Carlos balances playing Pippa, playing Furlong. Is, is it now that we've seen Pippa start for the first time and we've seen how he's, how he's done, Corbin's seen how he can rely on him? Are we going to see more of him now? I've got the feeling it's going to be a horses for courses with 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 those um, dependent on the game, dependent on being home and home or away. For example, is Pippa more likely at home to haul than he is away at Southampton? Possibly, probably remains to be seen, but good option, I think. I think you know now Furlong's levels have gone up generally. I think since his arrival, there's. You know, it's two capable options. I would, I would say at least different options. And look, Furlong's got um, some Albion fans who, who who aren't, you know, massive fans of of his. And I totally get that. He's, you know, he's had years at the club with no competition pushing him, has he? And you know, he he's a defender first and foremost, Furlong. And that is that is mindset rather than tearing up down the right. And, yeah, maybe may harsh to come out of the side tonight, but I quite I, I liked what I saw of Pippa, front-footed and, and and sharp. And I think the more we see of him, the more fans will come to like him. I think and appreciate Pippa. Yeah, it'll be interesting, like you say, to see if he he stays in the side. Coxie, I want to talk about something we were just talking about on the way back to the car, um, walking across the bridge over the over the road where we we nearly got in a bit of a tear-up. Um, thankfully, weren't locked in. And thank you we were like we were the last guy, one of the last cars in the car park as well tonight. Um, oh, we're just coming past near the Hawthorns at the moment. I think we're just we it's are the RAC. We are just come past the Hawthorns. Um, Lovely bit of context there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just painting the picture for the uh, for the Albion fans um, as we head towards the M54 back to Telford. Um, we talked about you know, and I I've, I think I said it. On social media, the run that Albion are on at the moment, or the form that they're getting, certainly with the clean sheets, is a little bit like that run at the start of the Corboran reign, where Albion didn't blow teams away. Granted, they blew, you know, Preston away a few weeks ago. They won two 0 tonight. But when Albion were leaking goals at the start of the season, when Carlos was sort of trying to, you know, bed in a new style of play, he has kept that style of play to an extent. But he's gone back to a very you know, pragmatic approach, almost not maybe not back to plan A, but gone back to the the thinking of if we can't win games or if we're not going to blow teams away, let's be hard to beat. But they're doing it in a way where they're also creating you know creating enough chances to go and win games as well. You know, and I, I say this because we hear people sort of criticising Corbrand's style of play, but it's getting results and it's not. Yes, okay, yeah. in certain games, um, you know, you could say how do you prefer to play? Do you, do you want to? You know, back and sides and try and break teams down. Or tonight, Albion very much played on the counter attack. Certainly in the second half, and it worked very well. And you know, it led to the second goal. But I think he's. I think you summed it up there. You said that Pippa and Furlong is going to be a horses for courses approach. Carlos Corbran is a horses for courses manager. I don't think he mm. has a specific style of play. It's he's adapting. Yeah, he's a chameleon. He made yeah, very good. Yeah. He he's made adapting. a point about adaptability tonight. Actually, that was one of his, his key words. I think I included it in. There you go, his, me, and, his, me and Carlos are on the same page. His, his reaction piece on our website that uh, listeners will be able to read. Um, you made a good point as we were walking to the car, I thought, actually, you know, on, on, on the topic of 1-0 wins and maybe not free-flowing attacking football and sort of entertainment v success. You you made your um, Gary Megson 1-0 in it to the Premiership, as it was then known. 1-0 well, to the Albion was the champ. 
Yeah, in those days. I mean, long time ago. Like. I, yeah, I, Johnny, you uh, you saw a lot more of Gary Megson's Albion than me, but obviously I'm well aware of um, the context of that and the, the the style almost that he got Albion up in, um, and it right, you know, he's a he's he's a lord, isn't he, at the Hawthorns for what he achieved and right, that was the end. That was the end result. That was the the means was tight, solid rear guard to nick in a win where, you know, it wasn't the most entertaining but it was effective. Um, I, I, it's hard to draw direct comparisons but in terms of that, you're spot on, Johnny. I mean, yeah, I mentioned six clean sheets in seven. Um, that takes some doing. It's not It's not easy to go on a run like that and ultimately at the start of the season, Albion were conceding way too much goal, like way too many goals, sorry. The head coach acknowledged that he even on a couple of occasions sort of publicly criticised his goalkeeper who was a little below par I think in the early weeks of the season below the levels he set himself uh, the defence was was way too open there were, there were Hawthorne's games 4-2 and 3-2 weren't there mm. um, it was never going to carry on uh, It's again they're not full of goals to the point where they're scoring that many each game are they that, that they can outscore the opposition and they weren't going to get nowhere Albion keep shipping to a to a game or or however many so something really changed in that regard and I think it was just about improving the levels of individuals at the back and, and Palmer and the defence and, and, and it's really it's really come on I mean 6-7 and seven is an incredible effort and ultimately it's a boring old tired cliche but if you aren't conceding a goal you only need well you know, it might not be the most entertaining thing but you only need one moment don't you and it might come with a bit of brilliance like Phillips to Thomas Asante it might come via an opposition error like Ben Wilson dropping it for Dean Garner and it's what's happening at the moment isn't it and I said earlier it's about scraping and muddling through at the moment you know the, the, some of the attacking riches at the club are, are not available how good was John Swift before his injury I don't, I don't want us to I don't want it to feel like we're overhyping him while he's injured just because he's not around but you know he was top scorer by miles the most creative really in the side at the moment because he was flying confidence um, and, and he's not alone on the treatment table is he you know Sarmiento we're still waiting for his sort of loan to I don't know ignite really fitness issues but there's a player there we've seen that exciting fans real option from the bench or, or even from the off and beyond that two of the three recognised centre forwards at the club you know DK has proven he can score goals when he's available and we'll have to wait for January for that but um, and Josh Madge is an unknown isn't he uh, his best performance came just before his injury so was that him clicking into gear we won't know until he's back unfortunately um, but what we've said before again puts so much onus on Thomas Asante doesn't it to have to deliver hopefully two in two two goals two games now he's delivering back to your point Johnny um you know entertainment versus end product I mean I, for it's, me, it's all about results for me it's you get a bit of both of them but you get the results and I think in patches don't get me wrong it's not free flowing you know it's not like you're watching Pep's Barca or Pep's Man City but you know I think it's all all relative just want to talk about one final point before we bring you an advert and talk we've got quite a few questions coming from you yeah Baggy's broadcast listeners this evening um, and I want to praising Carlos Corbrand but he is 
he named Harry Whitwell and Reyes Cleary on the bench um, this evening and they are the latest in a line of, of youngsters to appear on the bench like Josh Shaw um, we had Leighton Love and, uh, and Akeel Higgins in recent weeks now I know um, not all of them have got on the pitch certainly the, the two boys there tonight didn't get off the pitch didn't get off the bench but what what it must be doing for their development and yes Corbrand's hand has been forced somewhat with the injury crisis but you have to sort of you know look at it and, and see how much of a development someone like Harry Whitwell you know someone who, who got a, a professional contract quite early into it you know into his I'm not thinking not sure after he got not long after he got a scholarship he, he, yeah he yeah, a professional contract. yeah yeah you know yeah. Reyes Cleary someone who bags of potential had a bit of an injury having these guys around you know and it might come a point you know, they could have come a point tonight where he might have been forced to use them as two more attacking players but Albion are not only getting the benefits at the moment of the players that are hitting form at the right time in this injury crisis they're also getting the benefit of the experience of these these youngsters it's going gonna, it's gonna to pay dividends at some point yeah Johnny I think we've written haven't we over the last week or two that <laughs> the, the next crop of older youngsters older youngsters at the club are out on loan aren't they they're away they can't be called upon and in a way, it's a shame because if they were, you know, the loans are very, very, very useful for them, as we've spoken on before. But if they were around here, they would be, they'd be used right now, wouldn't they? You have, I dare say, Mo Fowl would have had minutes, probably Malcolm too, um, others. You know, uh, it, so it's a, it's a bit of a double-edged sword. They've gone out on loan, and, and it's it's brilliant experience. But them being away has totally opened the door in this sort of availability crisis for the. 17, 18 year olds in Cleary's case 19 obviously he's had his injury problems um, and, and and I suppose Fellows as well Fe- Fellows and Taylor slightly different aren't they Tom Fellows Caleb Taylor as they were selected players, <laughs> selected and trusted to stay around <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, as, as the two outfield players who weren't going to be sent on loan again because they were needed because it's a light squad um, I mean Fellows has more than taken his chance hasn't he we prospect he looks now but you're right. Uh, you know, Ray, Ray is clear. Uh, clear, he would have had a loan if not for his terrible hamstring injury just before the summer. But finally back fit, and you know, great moment for him to be on the bench tonight. He'd have taken a lot from that, as would have, you know, as would Harry Whit. Well, I think that was his first first league yeah, yeah. appearance on on the bench, as you say. And um, we've seen it with Akio Higgins, haven't we? We've seen it for Leighton Love, Josh Shaw, loads, loads, and it, it, it's really eye opening, actually. You know, was it the bench against QPR last Tuesday? Similar again tonight, Johnny, to be honest. Actually, look at that bench. Four outfield players. I know you can have nine on the bench now, eight outfield, but four outfield players, possibly more, um, four or five who are, you know, realistically, in terms of career with Albion, including Fellows and Taylor, nowhere near first-team regulars yet, still finding their way. Certainly some of them from the 21s who are nowhere near, nowhere near championship football yet. But what an incredible... It's a big experience for them. It's a massive experience for them. Being around training is one thing, but being around a match day when there's so much on the line, so much that goes into it from the players to the staff is massive. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be huge development for them. And uh, I believe Rich Beale's 21s are actually in action tonight away at, Q, uh, away at Crystal Palace, sorry. I think they're on the wrong end of a, of a 3-0 scoreline, if, if I'm right in saying that. Obviously missing a few players who are around the first team. Um, and that's a shame uh, a poor result for the 21s but um, they're, they're, they're back in some regular action at, at Hensford's Keys Park soon so I'm looking forward to getting down there and seeing the 21s and speaking to Rich actually who I'm sure along with the rest of the academy staff will be bursting with pride 
at having those youngsters, certainly the ones doing well on loan and the youngsters that have been on the bench. The Baggies broadcast is proudly brought to you in association with the Ketterland Toasterman, your graded product specialist over in Briley Hill. Now, it's getting a little bit colder at the moment. You want to keep warm in the winter. Uh, maybe you don't want to whack that central heating on with the older, the cost of living crisis that we hear so much about these days. Well, if you want to keep your house warm, you want some small heating products, the Kettle and Toaster Man is, well, he's your man. You can get some fantastic products down there. Here is just a few. You can get a Beldre handy plug-in heater for just £25. If you want something a little bit bigger, they've got a warm light traditional convection heater, 2,000 watt for just £17.50. And you can also get your hands on a Daewoo thin oil radiator for just, wait for it, £35. So get over to the Cat and Toaster Man UK. Some fantastic products, fantastic brands at fantastic prices. Go in store to Thorns Road in Briley Hill, or if you, as we say, if you want to do it from the comfort of your own home, head to the kettleandtoasterman.co.uk. There we go. As always, thank you to the Kettle and Toaster Man for the sponsorship of the Baggies Broadcast. Right, time for questions. As I am driving, we're actually now just for, this is just on the M54, um, just not too far from Telford. So we've got enough time to read out your burning questions. Obviously, I won't be able to read them out as I'm concentrating on the road. So Cox is going to be talking to himself, basically, for about the next... 20 minutes reading out with your input John. with my uh, with my input so take it away young sir we'll start with a quick light one um friend of the pod dan stacy joined us at the hawthorns last yeah, tuesday did, didn't he did, yeah. uh, bit of bit of uh, sports journalism work experience asked uh, how much of a downgrade was the press food tonight from the hawthorns last tuesday don't Where talk to me about food i'm starving at the moment yeah yeah Pie and chips tonight. Very good. Uh, very very good. good chips. Yeah, yeah, up, yeah. There, up there, nice and uh, not going to say cheap and cheerful, but nice go and up and help yourself. Simple. Oh yeah, and yeah. I helped myself to them chips. I did. <laughs> so yes, uh, we both went steak pie, didn't we? For, yeah. for reference. Yeah, very good, very good. Um, on to some more meaty football question. See what I, I did like there. It, like it. Thanks. Um, great question. I thought from Kieran Maguire. He uh, states and then asks, "We're fifth with plenty of injuries." Our next six fixtures, touched on this earlier, are against 1st, 2nd, 4th, 6th, 7th and 8th. That's currently in the table, obviously. Uh, will we catch up to the two runaways, struggle to stay in the playoff places or tumble down the table? Great, great point and great question. I, I'd realised, obviously, that the next two are, are Hull and Southampton before the international break, but to, to see the fixtures as well on the other side of the break be that yeah, tricky given the context of the table I mean it's when a great when you look point. at that fixture list my answer would be anyone who's watched that famous Graham Taylor England documentary this is a test uh, this is the test for it. this is the test for Albion you know, it's a test of their top six credentials their top six metal you know, if, like you say if they can come through that they're going to be real contenders I would back them to still be in the playoffs by the end of it because I think you know you take points at, from teams around you I think you know you've got a hole I would back up to get three. You've got Southampton. Then just read me the rest of them, Mike Cox. I'll give you a little bit of a prediction. Yes, on those I shall. Um, so obviously, before the break is Hull at home in Southampton. So there's right? four points. I'd say I'm going to back up to get a point. <laughs> uh, glass half full, John. Yeah, always, mate. Always. Um, and then the other side of the break starts with um, very impressive high-flying Ipswich at the Hawthorns. Point. Yeah. So there's um, five. And then there's a midweek on the road at Cardiff. Three. Da- down the road from North Wales yeah. for you there Jack. yeah we'll win there <laughs> yeah there's eight Leicester at home obviously the do you know uh, what I've got to give us a defeat I think we might lose to Leicester at home they're flying ok ok and uh, the, the final in, in that 
crazy run of, of fixtures is up in Sunderland at midday, uh, which I don't think you're, point. you're I say point joining me for. Point, yeah, I respect for Tony Mowbray because he's a, a god. But so nine po- I take nine points. Nine. Yeah, um, look, look, it's hard to have a crystal probably ball t- and say exactly. Probably take less given the fixtures, but let's be honest, Johnny and, and, and Kieran. Great question. I think if if Arvin come through that, and, and the next game after that is is a Tuesday night in Rotherham, who are obviously um, struggling further down. I think if Arvin finish up at Sunderland and are on the coattails of or on the fringes or cusp of the top six, then they've done very well. And by the way, after two games of that run, you know, and the other side of the international break. We're expecting Swift and Sarmiento back. Yeah, that's that's a, a boost, isn't it? A sig- Sorry, uh, Sarmiento, Swift, and Maja, I should Short say. Back. That's that's three. Um, with any luck, Sarmiento might feature against Holt. There's a little, uh, there's a little sort of non, a little bit of snippet of information for the Braggies broadcast listeners. Um, yeah, so those three players, hopefully on the other side of the the international break, that that could be a major, Maja, major. Boost, couldn't it? You're all through the full of punts tonight. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. terrible. So that, that one works better in in print than Major it does uh, than it does in in audio. But but yeah, on the cusp of the playoffs, I think they'll have done very well. But will be boosted by those returns, no doubt. Shall I move on? Move on to the next one. Uh, da, 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 da. Yeah, Jack Burford um, has actually asked something similar about what what the point return from from those games after the break. So we've answered that. Uh, Simon's done similar by just merely listing those fixtures. I so know, I did see ev- that one. I did have a laugh. At that. Ev- everyone's full of doom and gloom. A very, gloom, a very strong they? statement there. I did read that. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a it's a fair point. You know, as I think as I said at the you know ten fifteen minutes ago, the point is we'll know a lot more about I think where Albion are going to be are going to become the end of this season in the next six games if, if they get through and they're still on the cusp of the playoffs for me that tells me that they'll be there for the for the long run this season Com- the words of Steve Bruce Com- they'll be there and there <laughs> yeah competing for the top six till you know till April and May so so yeah um, da, 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 da. where are we oh oh I like that I like that. We've had a good one there from Suraj Chowan, uh, regular listener, regular I believe. Regular listener indeed, yes, yeah, Suraj. Uh, Suraj has asked, um, all of our injured players drink ma- a magic turmeric brew from our, our Robson Carnu and miraculously recover for Hull. Name your formation and start in 11. Sorry, I thought you were actually telling me that, Suraj, they actually do drink it. Um, uh, no, but um, good. So, I mean, how will be delighted with so, that little plug. Say again, the four... You could pick how many. Uh, so, so everyone's fit and, and recovers basically. Oh, for so whole, not fully fit squad. Yeah, uh, formation and eleven. Even DK. Yeah, I'll probably let you take that, on, Johnny. Take just this. For I'm going to play. Do it, you know it, what? It's hard, isn't it? Because I'm going to stick with what he would play tonight. Three, five, two. Oh, it's just started to rain here. So if there's a little bit of sound, uh, bad sound quality, we'll be okay. We'll be I do okay. apologise, Baggies fan. Um, I'm going to go for three, five, two, and I will start with the back three that played this evening. Wow. Yeah, yeah. start the back three play this evening. And then I'm going to go for. Uh, I'll play Peeper because I was impressed by him tonight. Yeah. I'll stick with old Matty Phillips on the other side. Yeah. Do I? It's hard to leave Chalibur out at the moment. This is where it? we get very, very tricky. But for me, it's the midfield three from so tonight at the midfield moment. Midfield three from tonight, yeah. And then I would play. No, 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 no. Oh, God, this is hard. Yeah, because what what do you do further forward? Do you just play two in midfield and a, and a three? Do you know what? On form, just because I think, uh, collect overall, I think Kushley's not had a great season. I would play 
Chalaber and Moat sitting. Swift comes back in. Yeah. Playing in front of those as a very much advanced, like a 10. And then I play two strikers in DK and Thompson, aren't they? Okay. 3 5 two. Okay. Yeah. That's, oh, I mean, you've got, yeah, you've got Sarmiento and Madger there to come in, haven't you? That's, that's no Wallace as well. No which, Wallace, you know, no, obviously no, no. Is, is, He's starting to Good impact form. from the, from the bench. Yeah, yeah, but that, look at that, that bench, you know, on that bench you've got Madger, Sarmiento, Dean Garner. Yeah, yeah. Dean Garner. Two in two, uh, yeah. Who has that? Okai as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's, 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 yeah. yeah, so yeah. But uh, unfortunately, so as you we might not have that luxury for a while yes uh, I don't think I'm sure the turmeric is, uh, is magic dream. but I don't we think it's that, ma- that magic yeah, so absolutely. I'm not going to give I'm going to go along with you know, I've, you've, you've done a fine job there Johnny to, to get all the questions in we will move swiftly on although Suraj has added uh, a nice one here the Ballon d'Or awards for this evening and somehow Messi won it over Bartley do you think the awards are rigged um, yeah, I think so mate. yes brand yeah. envelope job there yeah, like, yeah, yeah. brand yeah. envelope job absolutely um interesting one here that I've only read the first couple of lines of so we'll be a bit ad hoc here uh, Leo Watkins asks is this the most behind the manager in quotation marks squad we've had in living memory even in our successful premiers there were always players who wanted to play more or to leave every member of this squad has fully bought in and it shows I think we sort of covered that when we talked about the camaraderie and togetherness growing I think it's hard to to remember you know we've um, we've had a lot of guests on the Bags broadcast from sort of the Robson you know the great escape era and the following season where they should never have gone down and and they talk a lot about togetherness and and certainly in the back end of that great escape season when Robson came in and and brought in the likes of Kevin Campbell and, and people like that so I'm sure there was togetherness in, in, in the teams that have got, you know, the teams like, you know, like Steve Clark and uh, Roberto Di Matteo and, and, and Tony Mowbray, you know, those sides. But yeah, the one, it maybe wasn't as evident, probably because the football was a lot better. Um, and, you know, the football was sparkling at, at times under the likes of Mowbray. But yeah, it's a good point. But I think, yeah, there is that, like Coxie said, the, you know, backs to the wall, you know, turn out job, pulling together. In adversity to get through this. I think, he, really I, I think Leo seems to be making the point that it's a very good point. Everyone I, 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 seems on yeah. board at the minute. That there's no sort of, um, you know, no, no one's been continuously left out for months and months and months. It's we mentioned horses for courses. People are coming in and doing a job. Yes, Malumbi hasn't started for a month, and yes, Townsend's been out of it for a little while. But it's a small squad. There's going to be spells where they're going to be yeah. needed. Uh, you know, Mal- Townsend's going to have to play a lot of football at some point because Phillips dare I say and I hate to say it at some point might well get injured might he that tends to be what happens um, all of the midfielders aren't going to stay fit suspension free Malombi will come back in um, the forwards it's, it's, it's going to be mixed up and that's for the benefit I think of the team because people stay fresh and um, it, it tends to happen doesn't it when there's a promotion season Albion fans know don't they you know the, the Mowbray side and, and so on it te- with that success and challenge it tends to come a happy camp doesn't it because you're at the right end of things so yeah good question and good point I think um, more, more more of a statement here from Mike Campbell who uh, comes out with Kipper and Bartley sensational wrong to pick out individuals but they were simply outstanding boing boing um, yeah Before I thought they Mike were both, Campbell, both, great statement, both great really statement. good both really good tonight Alan Love asks something along the lines of what we've just been discussing with sort of 11 we would play um, how do you see the formation changing when we get our forward players back from injury? Uh, good question, Alan. I, I think 
I think the back three slash back five of wing backs is here to stay this season. I do, I think. Yeah. But what I will say as well, you know, we've mentioned it, we've said horses for courses like twice now. It is that he can go to a four. You know, we did think he'd gone for a four at Preston, but he hadn't. You know, he went to a four on yeah. on Saturday. Um, I think it was four two three one or four three two. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but they, they they have at certain periods of time, you know, switched. And it, he spoke about the importance of being able to do a five or a four at the be. back. Yeah, you have to be. You know, you he values that. You can't be rigid, uh, you know, and, and one-dimensional, which you know was the undoing of, of, of Valerian Ishmael when he was Albion manager that he wouldn't switch. But yeah, I think I don't think there's going to be a defined one. But I think you're right in saying that the back three is probably here to, to to stay for the large part. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I, I I like. Three four three, I do. Um, but it remains to be seen. I suppose the, the, the problem there is where do you play Swift? To be fair, Swift was mostly operating from the left, wasn't he, and sort of drifting in when, when, he, when he was doing well. Yeah, and it was yeah. And and now I suppose when he gets back, Dean Garner's fit, and you can you can swap and change if they're not quite at it. And it's such a difference to have those boosts from the bench, isn't it? And you know that it leaves space for one central striker, and be it. Be it Thomas Asante who's starting, be it Madger who's starting, be it DK who's starting in the new year. You know, if they're at it, great. If not, there's two options on the bench. You know, it's it's ideal, isn't it? You know, if Wallace isn't playing one side, it'll be Dean Garner. It could be Sarmiento. Um, it's, it's a very attractive prospect, isn't it? There, you know, there's not going to be many games where everyone is fit and available. But there will be some. And Albion will have a squad. And it won't be packed full of youngsters who you know aren't quite ready. It will be, ideally, hopefully, packed of talent and game changers from the bench. As I say, Corbran places so much emphasis on that option coming on from from the sidelines to make the difference. So yeah, bodes well. Bodes well on the other side of this international break. I dare say. I'm just having a quick look, Johnny. Thanks so much, everyone, for you know we've read out questions there who have who have messaged in to ask some some really thoughtful and interesting points. Actually, I thought there, Johnny. Um, and probably it's probably a good point to round it off as we just sort of have we got any more have we got any more for any more no I think that'll do us Um, we are approaching my estate aren't we without giving giving too much away yeah so Um, I'll tell you a location or what junction we've come off (laughs) yeah Um, I don't don't want any uh, any door knockers at night Um, but yeah that'll be that Um, some top some top points and questions yeah I think uh, a good another good on the road uh, Pod there, John. Another good on the road pod indeed. We'll just wrap it up by having a bit of a nod forward towards Saturday. Cox's yes. selection wise, you know, it's obviously early and, and you know we've we've only just had tonight's game, you know, and we've got a full week to go. But do you expect there to be many changes for, for Saturday? Maybe Thomas Asante back in the uh, in the 11th? Yeah, well, I made the point about Sarmiento, didn't I? And I don't expect him to start. It will be great just to see him on the bench, but that'll be a massive boost, wasn't it? Wouldn't it? You know, context of the game, we'll see. But if he can if he can come on late on if I'll be in ahead or behind, that would be that would really lift everyone, I think, wouldn't it? Um what would I do? What would I do? I think I think Thomas Sante was excellent from the bench last night, tonight. Um and I think he merits coming back in. But don't get me wrong, he was excellent on the bench because he was fresh and because he could come on. I don't I don't know if it was Wallace's best night again in Coventry and I think just going by that you know, does does Thomas Sante come in? Does does Wallace come out of the side? I mean, it's a it's a big call, isn't it? To leave the leave the skipper out. Um, haven't seen it so often, um, but I would be tempted to start Thomas Sante. I, I really would. I don't think I'm not convinced the midfield requires changing. 
to be honest, Johnny. I, I think I think all of Okai, Moa and Chalaba were, were excellent. I thought what happened tonight as well, I thought, I thought it was probably Okai's best performance in a while. I yeah. think he really benefited from having you know two in there. I know Chalaba and certainly Moa had a bit more of a licence to go forward, but I think just having that those little almost extra legs because we've seen you know yeah. Okai get get hooked off at certain periods of time yeah um, but I thought it looked good tonight I think he played the 90 well, well yeah I, the 90. Um, I can't remember Moa and Moa and Chalaba certainly came off so yeah, yeah. I think you're right about the 90, there, which, which is, is not, an interesting it's point been a re- it's been a rarity yeah. really yeah. for the large part of the season fitness but. has been questioned hasn't it and um, I suppose the other one is is Pippa we mentioned it Pippa and uh furlong didn't we I, I can't really it's tough to call that isn't it I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if either I, I could see and make a case for Pippa staying in uh, but equally I wouldn't be surprised if, if furlong came back in I think the rest you know fitness aside the back three is is as you were can Peters go again at the ripe old age of 35 Monday to Saturday you'd probably expect so um, don't think he did too much wrong tonight Peters to be honest um, Ajay still not quite Ready as he was, wasn't a part of the the match day squad this evening. He's got an ankle problem. I don't imagine he'll be quite ready for the for the for the twenty on on Saturday. Though it'd be a boost if he was. Um, Peters, uh, not Peters, sorry, uh, Matt Phillips. How good is he? I mean, he's just he's aging like fine wine, isn't he, Matt Phillips? He's he's aging like fine wine, and he's been an absolute revelation this season for me, anyway. And uh, you know what? What a moment that was for the second goal—a a lovely goal—and yeah, I'd, I'd keep him in. So yeah, maybe a couple of changes, Johnny, in uh, up front, and maybe at right wing back. But yeah, I mean, it would be interesting. I, I'm looking forward to seeing Liam Rosini's Hull because I've heard many a good thing about them. They, they made some eye-catching moves in the summer, didn't they? Um, they made some some quite statement signings, really, um, up there at the K. Is it the KCon Hull? Yeah, yeah. But they, they yeah. come to the Hawthorns where Albion should be confident and optimistic of winning every game at home. Obviously, we know about the home record. Um, I think it'll be 57, I believe I'm right in saying. And, yep, uh, on the same points. Yeah, uh, it's seven from nine so far in this block of games sandwiched between the international breaks. And a victory on Saturday to take it 10 points from a possible 12 would be would be outrageous wouldn't it it'd be a really good return and take a bit of pressure and emphasis off going down to Southampton I think it's fair to say before the break um, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it I want to see what Hull are about I want to see what Rossini is highly rated isn't he and we're, we're sort of in in the sniff we're, we're led to believe when, when Corbin actually taken over so Rossini is someone on Albion's you know radar they've, they've paid attention to and yeah it'd be a Remember Albion Hall last season was right at the start, wasn't it? Under Bruce, crazy game. 5-2, something like that. Uh, but really looking forward to it on Saturday, Johnny. We shall be there. We shall be there just in time. We've just pulled up on the driveway by Coxies. Like we said, we're not going to, uh, we're not going to disclose the, uh, the location. <laughs> but Baggies fans, glad. Thanks for sticking with us. Um, sorry if the audio is a little bit messed up towards the end there because uh, it did start uh, raining as we were getting back towards back towards this area of the country. Plenty covered. Plenty covered indeed. We've got we've had everything. We had everything on tonight's episode. I hope you've uh, hope you've had a, a good laugh um, and also with a big smile on your face because Albion have won by two goals tonight at Coventry um, this evening. We'll be back next week with a Baggies broadcast. We'll also be back obviously on Saturday with all the coverage. But until next time on the Baggies broadcast from me and from Coxie, it's Boing Boing. Boing Boing.